Frank Agan, Business Relationships Equal More Referrals, subtitled, Who Do You Like and Trust to Do Business With? This is Season 5, Episode 75 on Kelly Bagley's Go Legal Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. I'm your host, attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Frank Agen. Frank is the president of Ampspirit, a qualified referrals business. Welcome to the show, Frank. Kelly, thanks for having me. This is great. This is wonderful. Before we start, you have to share your attorney joke with us. Oh my gosh. You know, you told me this and I've been thinking and thinking. I used to be an attorney, so I hear them all. Yes. But, you know, the attorney walks in to meet his clients accused of a, a heinous crime. And the attorney tells the client, listen, I have some good news and I have some bad news. And the client's like, well, I'll take the bad news. Well, the bad news is that your blood is all over the crime scene and they have your DNA and it proves you did it. You're going away. You're going to get the death penalty. Oh, my gosh. Well, what's the good news? Your cholesterol is under 130. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that one before, but I'm sure our friends that are listening to the show will probably enjoy that one. Well, thank you. Thank you, Frank, for sharing. So obviously, right off the bat, right, I'm intrigued. You were a lawyer. You're not a lawyer anymore. No, I guess the quick story. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I went to the Ohio State University of Law School and they have a joint degree program. So I also got an MBA and that led me into a short career in public accounting as a tax consultant. And it was a great job, great people, great pay, great prestige. If you like to do taxes for the rest of your life. And I didn't. And so I decided after six and a half years, I would leave and go into private practice And I tell people that a funny thing happened when I went into private practice. And the funny thing was that nothing happened. I had no idea how to get clients. (laughs) Because when you work in those big firms, well, you know the story because you worked in a big firm. You know what, Kelly, show up six days a week. We need 12 hours a day. The work will be sitting on your desk or shortly there. You just kind of plow away and they don't really teach you the client acquisition part of it. So I struggled and it's complicated for attorneys because we really can't advertise. We can't do a lot of the same things that at least in the state of Ohio, there are restrictions. And so I had no idea. So that's what led me into this networking world that I'm in. Well, that takes us to the actual title of our episode. And the title is Business Relationships Equal More Referrals. I am a huge fan of aligning yourself with like-minded people as business owners, Frank. And obviously you believe in this because you've created a business around this whole concept. People like to do business with people they like and they trust, right? Mm -hmm. But, But where do you find people that are going to like you and are going to trust you? But before we get into what you've created, and I think it's fantastic, tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. You know, as I indicated, I I struggled. I mean, it was a scary time. It was early in 1995. I had left this great job of my own volition 
I left, went into private practice and really had no idea. And I joke about it when I get out and speak. I say, you know, I spent my days organizing my pens and pencils on my desk and creating forms and procedures for clients I didn't have because in the big firms, you have all these forms of procedures, right? And then at one point getting down on my hands and knees and not praying, but jiggling the phone cord because my phone wasn't ringing and I couldn't figure it out. But I had lunch one day with a friend of mine who took a different path. And at least at the Ohio State University Law School, we had a saying. And the saying was, is that A students become professors, B students become judges, and C students become millionaires. (laughs) Uh, And there's a lot of truth to it because when you do really well, you end up in the big firm. And you kind of get golden handcuffs and you're on a different track and you took yourself off that track. Um, She never got on that track. She was one of those C students. And so she started her own firm. And so I had lunch with her and I, I just asked her, I said, what do I need to do to be successful? You know, I was newly married. My wife's basically supporting us. And I'm like, I don't want to go begging for my job back. I've got to make this work. And she said, you need to get into a leads group or a tips club. Well, I had no idea what she was talking about. That was totally foreign. So she introduced me to a group, an organization that was uh, starting a chapter. It wasn't BNI. It was similar to BNI. It was based out of Pittsburgh, about three hours away. But when I sat down with the group, it was a young group. It was They were just getting it started. It immediately made sense that I could lift my world up by helping these other people and just trusting they would return it to me. Because here's the reality is I could spend my entire day, Kelly, bragging about you. And I do. I talk to people about you. (laughs) I talk, I've got this interview. This is great. I'm showing my wife your picture. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. She was on mine. I'm going to be on hers. And I feel great about it. I would love to introduce you to other people. You know, you're on my radar. I want to help you. And at the end of the day, I feel energized by that. Absolutely. If I self-promote for five minutes, I'm exhausted. (laughs) And that's the notion of these groups is that we're trying to help each other. So I got involved in that group. I really, I really immersed myself. I became the first president and was in the right place at the right time. I was talking to the founder one day. She put me on a national advisory board. I was helping her stuff and she put me on hold because a call's coming in and she got back on. She said, get back on the call. And she said, the person who's running Columbus, who was just an independent contractor for, he's quit. Right place right time. I said, what do you want to do? She says, well, you know, I'm almost 60 years old. I don't want to drive three hours back and forth to Columbus. I want to franchise this. I want to find somebody local that will franchise it. Well, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, you do. You're an attorney, but you're really an entrepreneur. Right. And the type of law that I practice was helping people buy and sell businesses. And she's telling me about this opportunity. And I work in a calculator. And I told her in that conversation, I said, I'll do it. You know, I can still practice law, but I'll take this over and I'll be your first franchisee. And the Columbus territory for her was kind of a, I don't want to say a nothing territory, but it was one of her smaller ones. Within a year, it was number one because she had never had a franchisee. And as a franchisee, you have an investment. That's exactly true. Yes, yes. And I had a wife who saw me make the investment, which was even more of an impetus to, you know, you need to make this work. And so I really doubled down and really tried to make it work. And within three years, we were bigger than 50% of her operation. So at one point we sat down and she was just looking to kind of downsize. And so I bought out my operations and rebranded it as Amspirit Business Connections. Kelly, this is the early 2003, 2004 
and uh, just decided, you know, I'm going to stop practicing law and I'm going to focus my attention on helping other people become successful and just trust that it's going to work out for me. And that's led me down an entirely different path, writing books, podcasting, helping people in my organization, people outside my organization. Chances are you and I would have never met but for that unless we we're opposite each other in court or something like right. that, or deal, working with different clients. So it's really changed the trajectory of my life. It's been great. Frank, you are very accomplished. I have uh, followed you, the multiple books that you have authored. You've done it right in a sense where you have provided valuable information through your books to your market. Right, your, your target market, small business yep. owners, individual entrepreneurs that want to start their own businesses. And the franchise model, you know, it's really picking up quite a bit of attraction. You, yes, you've got the big franchise models out there, such as, you know, McDonald's, right? We've got yep. Subway. But yep. who really focuses on small businesses, small business franchising? So you truly are a giver at heart. I think that's huge. And it comes across just through everything that you've provided so far. During this entrepreneurial spirit, you decided, okay, well, I'm going to take a a shot at this, right? I'm going to get up and do it, especially from someone that doesn't know how to market themselves, doesn't know how to go out and get clients. And tell me about the process that you took in order for you to grow your franchise, which is what now nationwide, is it? We're working on it. I've got 17 franchisees in eight states. And yeah, we continue. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that. How did you take your one franchise and then you expanded into these different states? Yeah. You know, every story is a little different, but there's a common theme and it all comes back to networking. You know, for a time, Kelly, I was really looking to franchise consultants, franchise brokers to help me. And they're wonderful people, but I got really little, very little help from them for, for a number of reasons. One, what I do is it's complicated. It's easy to understand a submarine sandwich or a, a burger or a sign <laughs> shop. These networking groups are a little more complicated and they didn't really want to immerse themselves into it. But what I found would work best is just networking, getting out there and I meet people and I talk to people and I find ways that I can help them. And, and I'm fond of saying this. Everybody I know could benefit by somebody else I know. I mean, it is so true. Everybody I talk to, I mean, Kelly, you're on my radar, right? How can I help Kelly? I mean, that's not a conscious thought, all right, 24 hours a day, but it's rolling around subconsciously with all the other things in my head and okay, and something's going to happen where, you know what, you need to talk to Kelly. Kelly can help you or Kelly, talk to this person, they can help you. And so I really kind of engaged in that and get an opportunity to meet people And in those conversations, I just share about the opportunity and some people get it. Oh, that would be perfect for me. It has happened or that's perfect for somebody I know. Call this person. They would love this. And that's really how it's happened. And it gets easier and easier as time goes on. Right. When I first started my business, Frank, I wanted to join something. I wanted to say, okay, well, where do I want to create a presence? Where? And this was my law firm back in 2009. And I thought, well, I absolutely love the city of Carlsbad, San Diego. And I thought, well, Carlsbad would be a perfect place for me to join. So I joined the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce. I was a member there for a good six years. And it's not 
you just show up and you're going to get business. That's not how it works, right? You have to be an active member. You have to participate. You have to let people know who you are and what you can do for them. And it's always about what can I do for you? It's not always give, give, give me, give me, give me. And so from there, I thought, well, you know, it'd be nice to maybe try another referral group. So I did join another referral group. And again, I was active in there. People, the members absolutely loved me. And no, it's not because of my accent. That might have helped, right? (laughs) But it was the the go-getter, the go-getter mentality. What can I do for you? And that's huge when it comes to small businesses. So I love the concept of joining a referral group. Now, obviously, you are a creator of Spirit. So what makes your referral group, Frank, different from, say, some of the other ones that are out there? You know, it's, you know, the elephant in the room is BNI, right? Nobody wants to say BNI. I'll say BNI. You know, Frank, it's been good. I think it's a yeah. great, fantastic model. It is. Yeah. And, I, and people ask me all the time, what do you think about BNI? And so, you know what? I've never been in BNI. I really don't know a lot about BNI, but to a degree, I love BNI because they have validated what I do. Yes. When I talk to somebody who knows about BNI, has been involved in BNI, it's very easy for me to explain what I do. If I talk to somebody who has no familiarity with networking groups, they look at me like I'm a snake oil salesman. Right. Like, seriously? I'm going to pay you money and you're going to give me business? So I, I really appreciate those groups. But you know what I tell people, who's my biggest competition? My two biggest competitions are ignorance and apathy. There you go. People who are ignorant of what this does or people who know and are apathetic and just like, well, I don't, I don't need it. The third biggest competitor are the do it yourselfer, right? The same thing in the practice of law, the person, you know, there are people out there doing their own stuff and they're fools, but they're the big, they're the third biggest competition, but I do have groups. I do have groups like BNI and Latip, and there are a whole host of different groups across the country. And it's really hard for me to say, well, this is how we're different because I've never been in BNI. Now people have told me things and I always take those things with a grain of salt because people who are generally telling me things are people who have left and they've left for a reason. And that's not fair to BNI. It's just not because they may have been a contributor to their own demise. I don't know. Right. But what I tell people, the things that I'm really passionate about that I really try and fire up the franchisees to be passionate about are three things. One, I want us to focus on people giving quality referrals. The only thing worse than no referrals is a bad referral to be sent on a wild goose chase. So we create a system in the organization where when you are given a referral, the person you are contacting will be expecting the call. They're not guaranteed the business. You know, oh, thanks for calling, Kelly. Frank told me you would call. We do have some legal questions. We might need you. You know, okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing we really focus on is education and getting people to understand how to network and how the referral process works. We do a lot of that training in the chapters. We have a whole program, a whole system where we're deploying this stuff because we find that the reason that we might lose members is because they fall down on those things. And we find that 90% of the reasons why people aren't getting referrals is because of what we call messaging. Yes. 
that's know, huge a- frank spend a couple of minutes on that one it's huge because again in law school or even in uh, business school they do not teach you how to market yourself no you have yeah. to take a completely separate course and that's in real life they don't teach yeah. you about any of that and some of the people that i, I encountered in bni they did not know how to explain what they do so yeah. education is huge yes how do you communicate that Well, there's a number of ways to tack that, and it just certainly depends upon who, who you're talking to, what different professions. You know, for me, when I joined a chapter, I struggled because I was an attorney. I figured, well, everybody knows what attorneys do. And so I assumed, well, you should be a client. You know, all these people, should, you know, this is going on in my head. And literally, my message was, my name's Frank Egan. I'm an attorney. A good referral for me are people who need attorneys. And what else should I say? It can't be any clearer than that. But here's the reality is that when I was practicing law or when you're practicing law, I spent about 16 hours a day thinking about what I do, 16 hours a day thinking about the law, how it impacts people. You know, when you're not practicing attorney, you think about the law about 16 seconds a day. Am I going to get a parking ticket? That might be the extent of it. And so what I learned and something I really teach is you need to create recognition points. You need to help people recognize opportunities. So if I stood up and said, well, I'm an attorney, anybody who needs needs an attorney is a good referral, I got nothing. But if I would stand up and say, you know what, if if you know of an individual, a business person that's going to be renting commercial space, retail, industrial, whatever, that could be a good referral for me. Because I'll tell you right now, there's a lease that's an inch thick that has words in there that you have never heard of before, and they should not be signing that without representation. And that would get people thinking. It's like, oh, you know what? I know somebody. So what I educate people on is create these recognition points, things that people can see, things that people can hear, or that people can know, and and kind of share those in stories. Come in every week with something, talk about a different aspect about the business, and kind of paint a picture in their mind as to what a good referral would be. The simple way to put it is this. Don't tell me what you do. What you do is practice law. Tell me when you do it, right? Helping somebody with a commercial lease, that's a when. Right. Helping somebody who is considering whether to incorporate or become an LLC, that's a when. Helping somebody when they're transitioning, doing estate planning or selling their business, those are whens and talking about those sorts of things. That was a very crucial point when it comes to networking. You have to be able to tell people what you do or when you do it, as you just said. But what was the third point that you teach people? Yeah, well, it's not even necessarily what we teach people. But the third thing that we're passionate about is creating a sense of community. I want the people who are in a chapter in Worcester, Massachusetts, to feel like they are connected to the people in Chicago, Illinois. And so we do a lot of things that people have the opportunity to connect and learn from one another. And every group's got a financial advisor, but they all can learn from each other. Well, yesterday, I, for example, I had a woman who is in a chapter in Massachusetts reach out to me and say, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. What do you suggest I do? I said, you know what? You help families who are dealing with addiction crisis, somebody going through recovery or, or in recovery, trying to keep them in recovery. We really need to connect you with people who might see a lot of that. How about like a domestic relations attorney? She's, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I know somebody who's done a chapter in Columbus, Ohio. I think she would be very open to having a conversation with two two of you. I'm going to introduce you 
but I don't have to be the introducer. People are reaching out all the time to one another, and we encourage that. So when you join a chapter, you're not just in a chapter in Canton, Ohio. You're in a chapter that's in Canton, Ohio, that's connected with dozens and dozens of other groups all around. Absolutely. And now, instead of you being your own marketing person, right, when you do join a chapter, you join a referral group, now you have 20 to 30 to 40 different people marketing for you. That's invaluable. Where do you get that? Unless you pay thousands and thousands of dollars for it. Right. Yeah, you don't. And that's the beautiful thing about these organizations is that you're walking into a room with everybody who understands why you're there. When you walked into BNI for the first time, there were no bones about it. Kelly, how can we help you? Tell us, tell us when you, tell us how we can help you. And that's not true of every organization. I mean, there are people, chambers are great organizations, but people get in the chamber for lots of reasons. People get in Kiwanis and Rotary and those service organizations for lots of reasons as well. Some are there for business. Some are there just truly to serve, right? give back to the community. Some are there just because they're lonely, right? They're in an office of two or three people. They want to get out of the office. And they're not necessarily keen on the whole networking thing. But with these networking groups, we get it. We know why you're here. Ask for a referral. That's why you're here. (laughs) Exactly. I think building those relationships, like the title says of our episode, Frank, building those relationships where you actually do get to stand up in front of a group of business owners and share with them what you're looking for that week. So I remember when I joined the chamber, people would ask me, oh, so what do you do? I said, oh, I'm a business attorney. The first thing they'd say to me, Frank, is, oh, I hope I don't need you. It's not, no, 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 you do need me, right? If you have a business, you're going to need me. So it's the education part of it. And every week, some of these referral groups, they do meet every week. And I think it's important because that way you stay on top of mind. And that feeling when you're able to give a great referral to someone, because why? You've built the trust with them. You're going to hold them accountable, right? So, you know, joining the chamber is fantastic, but to grow your business, you really, really have to join the right referral group. You have to join the right referral group where everyone, all the members are actually participating in there. And they don't just show up every week, sit there and expect referrals to come through. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's finding that right group, you know, well, part of it, it's on you. I mean, it's, you need to, we can't control other people. We can't control what other people do. But we can certainly control ourselves, you know, and, and you had said it early on when you talked about getting in the chamber, you got in and you rolled up your sleeves, what? figuratively speaking, and said, I'm going to I'm going to get busy here. And that's the mindset that people need to take is that I'm going to I'm going to get involved. In fact, if there are groups or if there are things in the community that, hey, we want you to become involved. If I can't, I don't need to be the leader, but if I can't be involved, if you just want my money to have be on the roster. I really don't want any part of it because yeah. it's just, I'm just making a donation at that point. But if there's something I can be doing, great. Exactly. I remember when I was part of a, a referral group, I really enjoyed my time there. So I know exactly the, the benefit that you provide to business owners. And it's huge. Every business owner, every small business owner, doesn't matter what kind of business you're in, you need to belong to a qualified referral group. 
not just yeah. anyone that's just starting down the street, but some qualified referral book, right? Do your homework, look into uh, Am Spirit. I, I think you've got a fantastic model there, Frank. Absolutely. But I had my members trained, right? Again, as an attorney, we're not trained how to sell. We're, we're not trained how to market. We're not trained how to run our own law firm. So I had to learn all of this on my own. But I had the members, we, we had about 45 members, Frank, and I had them trained. Every time I would say, if you're not incorporated the right way, you could lose your, and everybody would say, home. And that is true. You know, if you get sued, yeah. your personal assets are up for grabs. And so when you get to that point, you're doing your job, you know, you're communicating your message and how you can help other people. That's what it's all about. Frank, I, I ask yeah. all of my guests on the show, give us a challenge, like a really difficult challenge that you had to overcome when you first started your business. Difficult challenge I had to overcome when I started my business. Well, I mean, I think it, it really comes down to networking and relationships because I went to college and I did really well in college. Hence, I got into law school. And my <laughs> whole mindset, uh, but my whole mindset was do well, work hard, go to law school, get this MBA at the same time, get all the credentials. When I got to work in the public accounting, I got a CPA because keep packing on the credentials. I got more letters after my name than in my name. Right. And what I learned is that, yeah, it's these things are good, but it really comes down to the relationships. And you have to push back from this just getting credentials because schools push you to do that. Organizations push you to get the certifications and the credentials. And I was on another podcast a couple of days ago and I was joking. I said, yeah, I should have spent less time in the library and more time in the bar. And so that was <laughs> the challenge I had to – yeah, that was the challenge I had to overcome was just pushing aside this – You know, I'm competing against everybody to be the best, to have the most whatever, and really be – this person who contributes to everyone else around and just trusting that it'll come back because it is a leap of faith when to say, Hey, just give to other people and it'll come back to you. That's a leap of faith. And you just have to push through it and do it. Absolutely. If you could do it all over again, Frank, what would you change? Hmm. Well, again, it gets back to the relationship things. And, uh, you know, on my podcast, I've asked that same question and I get a consistent answer. People go off to college and they have all these wonderful people around them who have wonderful parents and they don't do anything with those relationships. If I had to do it all over again, I would have developed more relationships with people, you know, and that, that would probably be it. High school, college, law school, I would have been more, I don't want to say socially, but more social. I'm not saying you need to be in the bars or anything like that, but just social and get yeah. to know people on a personal level and really understand that their lives matter. And the second you surrender to really trying to help them, it'll change for you. Fantastic. We have so enjoyed having you on the show, Frank. I think you've shared some very, very valuable information. So, if the audience wants to get a hold of you, our Go Legal Yourself friends out there, how can they get a hold of you? People like to communicate all sorts of different ways. I've set up a website. It's frankagin.com, F-R-A-N-K-A-G-I-N.com. It lists all my books. It lists my podcasts. It lists my LinkedIn if you prefer to connect through there or Facebook connecting through there. My email is there as well. Any one of those ways, I will... 
I'll gladly meet anybody on the terms that they are most comfortable with. That's fantastic. And by the way, we are going to have all of your information part of our show notes. And the the friends that are listening to the podcast, they can definitely go to actually we I have to share this. This is big news, Frank. Just this morning, I got some brilliant news to say that the Go Legal Yourself podcast is actually in the top 20 podcasts when it comes to business law. So I'm super excited about that. That is great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. Really, really excited about that. And so people can definitely go to go legal yourself podcast.com to listen to any of the episodes. And the other thing that happened for our podcast too, is that it's part of audibles. Now there's probably millions of people right on audibles, downloading yep. books. Now audibles has added podcasts to the site and go legal yourself is one of those podcasts as well. So people can go there and listen directly. And if you do want to get a hold of me, definitely download the app contact me through the app. We've got all of our information there or simply go to go legal yourself podcast.com. And Frank, again, it was such a pleasure having you as a guest. And remember, the only way you become successful is to make today the day you go legal yourself. I am attorney Kelly Bagger, the queen of business law. And it's been my pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.